Every year, students from across the world travel thousands of miles away from their families and friends to come study in the United States. They are in a new environment, speaking a language that is not their first and learning the customs of a culture that is not their own. These students have a lot to say and a lot of great stories to tell. So on this episode, we're trying something different. Instead of listening to me narrate a story about an issue on campus, you will be listening to other students, like you, talk about their personal experiences. If you enjoy listening to this, let us know, and we'll do more roundtable discussions in the future. Oh, and I almost forgot the most important part. This is College Voices, a show about untold stories from students like you. On this episode, Noor Abida asks four international students about their experiences making friends, going to classes, and generally adapting to life in the United States. If you enjoy listening to this episode, let us know, and we'll do more roundtable discussions in the future. Hello, everybody. Could you please introduce yourselves, uh, first in your native language and then in English? So what you have to say is just your name, your pronouns, and then your major. Aslema Sminur Abida, le pronom tei she, her, hers, would major tei political science in MHS, here Medicine, Health and Society. Hi, my name is Noor Abida. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, hers, and my majors are po- political science and medicine, health and society. Uh, hi, my name is Anis Giri. My pronouns are he, him, his. My majors are physics or computer science. And in English, uh, hi, I'm Anis Giri from Nepal. Uh, my pronouns is he, him, his, and I'm measuring in conversions and physics. Hola, soy Alejandra. Mis pronombres son she, her, hers, y estoy estudiando ingeniería biomédica. Hi, I'm Alejandra. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and my major is biomedical engineering. Kwa majina naitua Ezra Ngare, nafanya computer science. Pronouns zangu ni he, him, na his. My name is Ezra Ndemongare. I'm a computer science major. My pronouns are he, him, and his. Hola, me llamo Marco Navarro. Mis pronombres son he, him, y estoy estudiando ciencias políticas. Hi, my name is Marco Navarro. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm studying political science. Uh, so I was wondering if your name is typically mispronounced. Okay, so for my last name, people to date have never known how to pronounce it. They always say Gare, and it's Ngare, so... Most people here don't know how to say the nga. Yeah. Yeah, for me, my name's really similar to Alexandra, so I get that all the time. Also, I a lot of the time go by Ale, which turns into Ali or Ale or Ale. So, yeah. For me, it was, like, really funny because at first, like, I think my name is pretty basic. So, like, when I said it with the mask, people were like, oh, you're Michael. And I was like, no, I'm not Michael. <laughs> like, I just got to a point where I just gave up. So every time that I go to Starbucks, I'm not Marco. I become, like, a new person and I'm Michael. <laughs> and that works well. So I'm pretty sure everybody's been through this. But when you have conversations with native English speakers, are there expressions or, like, slangs that they say that you don't necessarily understand? I know that my first weeks were so difficult because I was trying to decipher what people were saying. So is there something that you remember that somebody told you and you just didn't understand it? The first word that I learned in the first day here at Vanderbilt was the meaning of 
Gold box. Gold boss? A gold boss, yeah. Girl boss. Gold, gold boss. Girl boss. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, in our floor, uh, there were a few friends who were trying, me, trying to teach me all these, like, uh, slangs, like, what gas lighting is, what gold boss is, and what uh, a fake ho is. <laughs> all these kind of, like, words. And uh, they used to, like, quiz, quiz me on, like, all these things. And it was kind of, like, uh, a fun experience. And... Besides that, like, um, sometimes uh, they would just use some slangs and um, uh, it would give some, like, different meaning. I feel like another example is, that's cap. At, at yeah, first, uh, I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean cap? But now I understand. I don't necessarily use it, but I see what people mean. What I've realized is, like, not that I hear, but that I say that eventually, like, phrases in Spanish that just slip in, like, when I'm trying to say something in English, I just drop a pero there. Like people are like, "Wait, yeah. what did you just say?" I'm like, "It's it's like saying bad, like in the sense of like, but I did this, like, like like I'm not sure what, but, and I just slip it slip it in in Spanish, and people just don't get what I'm saying." Yeah, yeah. for me it's the same with en plan, which is the equivalent of like. Sometimes instead of saying what I'm thinking, I'm like like I'm like en plan, and they're like, "Okay, well." Yeah, besides that, I think there's a problem when it comes to we Kenyans understanding the American English. We are used to British English. That's what we learn. So some people can speak some words in American English and you can fail to understand things like trunk. So the first time an example is this the line. A line means in British English, that's a cue. So I was trying to, what's a line? A line is it? The one drawn on a book, a straight line, or what's a line at the dining hall. Yeah, <laughs> those are some of the challenges I had. More than the way professor speaks, I don't know about you guys, but I personally, sometimes they make jokes, at least in politics classes. They make, they make jokes about politics, and everybody starts laughing, and I'm Googling the joke. <laughs> I'm like, who is this person he's talking about? And so I think that sometimes disappoints me because I like I want to laugh too to the joke, but then I'm just Googling the joke and asking the person next to me, what does that mean? Uh, I I clearly remember a few few weeks ago I was googling like how how do you know if someone is dumb because like I wasn't getting <laughs> I wasn't getting a single joke and I, I was trying to figure out if I'm if I don't have this like enough smartness <laughs> to crack a joke and uh, I was thinking if I'm a dumb or <laughs> so I was asking because I feel like I'll need it. <laughs> In- I, was, I was asking, hey guys, uh, if someone does not un- understand the sarcasm, then what do you call them? Dumb? <laughs> and I was like, am I dumb? <laughs> yeah, it was funny, but like, uh, I didn't realize like, it was like not being a dumb, but like their calls are different and all things. Yeah, like that. <laughs> in my case, I think some statements made are not funny at all. So people tend to laugh. I can call them dry jokes, something that isn't funny, but people still laugh. So since we mentioned professors, I'm interested in talking about your experiences with academics in the U.S. Obviously, high school and college are extremely different, but let's just focus on the style of education. Uh, what is the biggest difference, you would say, uh, is between academics in your home country and in the U.S.? Something that literally shocked me the first week was when we're reviewing the syllabus and reading midterm one, midterm two, midterm three. It's like... Does it make any sense at all that they're like having so many midterms when it's not even like in the middle of the term? Yeah. So I was like so confused. I was like, this is the middle of the term. And yeah, it just didn't make any sense at all. And I just discovered that they go exams midterms rather than just exams or tests. 
here you have a lot more room to like explore different areas and change your major if you want to. In Spain, you would apply to a specific university for a specific program and you kind of have to stick to that and you're only allowed to take classes towards that major. So something that I like about starting here is that I can take classes in different areas and also especially in an area such as engineering, which a lot of people don't get to do until college. I feel like if I had started in Spain and it turned out that I didn't like engineering, I'd be stuck with it anyway, which I think is a problem that a lot of people face because there's also a bit of a stereotype that like, oh, if you couldn't handle engineering, then um, you're dumb or like you're not capable of doing that. Like you switch to X, Y, or Z because you couldn't handle it rather because rather than because you didn't like it which I'm glad is not a stereotype that you necessarily see here. Right now I'm taking an acting class and like English class, um, physics, math, computer science. These are like too much diverse, right? Uh, so that would not be the opportunity back in Nepal. Like in Nepal, it would be just like I would be enrolled in one bachelor's program and I would be just like studying physics, physics, physics. And yeah, um, I, was, I was always like into this like acting and all these like artistic subjects like painting and uh, dancing uh, i also performed in tds and uh, back in nepal these things would not be like you cannot do that like i didn't do anything any of these things in my high school and even in my school so here you, you can dance you can like <laughs> you can act and do like too many cool things whole experience is different for me i think that just as sally said before it's pretty similar in Peru, like you apply for a major, you stick to the major, you want to change it, good luck with that. And I've been taking like the weirdest class to say in some way that I've taken. It's my writing seminar. It's called Freakonomics. It's like things that you see from day to day, like social problems seen from an economic perspective. I You'll like never inter, interlap or like overlap both of, both of the problems with the economic perspectives. But when you see it that way, it's like, you go deeper, and that's something that I would have definitely not taken the opportunity to see back at home. It's like, for example, how the sumo wrestlers arranging the results of different matches or like different fights are like result uh, or like involved with different economic principles. And it's so interesting to see how different things that you would never see together are actually together. And there are like other classes, as Annie said, about acting and stuff that you would never see in a college back at home. I'm just, I'm just excited to take them. Are there any cultural practices in the United States that surprised you when you came here? I feel like the fact that people sometimes talk to you randomly. Um, I experienced this like right before college started. I was I went to a dry cleaner to get my pants cleaned. I was just waiting in line. And this like huge man next to me just starts talking to me. He's like, do you come here often? I'm like, no, no, not really. It's my first time here, you know? And then... He started talking to me about like, oh, yeah, my, me and my girlfriend come here all the time. They're great at fixing leather and just goes on about this full story about how he brings his leather jackets here since like 30 years ago. So that kind of took me by surprise because I feel like in my home country that wouldn't happen. I feel like the biggest culture shock for me, and it's, it's not something bad at all. It's like one of the best things here. I think that it's more like a southern thing than like a whole U.S. thing. People are really nice like wherever you go, like back at home. If, imagine that you go to a restaurant or like a supermarket or every, anywhere. They're so formal to you, like not the natural, but here like I go to a CVS or I don't know, like 
to any store and they call me sweetheart. They call me honey. I'm falling in love. Yeah. With <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. 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 It always makes my day when the dining hall, they're like, you're welcome, honey. I'm like, oh, Same. someone cares about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many like dining hall crashes I have now, but now <laughs> <I love them>. <laughs> several. <laughs> several. People are so friendly in the U.S. compared to back in my country. I think at times I always miss the craziness in my country. Yeah, people are too soft. You can hardly get out. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, so many things are like kind of different. And uh, in Nepal, like, you, you can like, uh, you can slap your friend for fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, <bram. laughs> But it is not like, you, you, but like, you, you always have this kind of like distance maintained in between friends here. Yeah, so sometime back I was asking myself, why do people, do people really get hungry in this country? Yeah, people are so happy, always jovial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I also think that there's so many things that we always see by our eyes but don't talk. Let's say things like what I was shocked is the LGBTQ community. So back in our countries such things are not allowed. There, there's nothing like the LGBTQ community. Besides that, the way people dress here in the US is way different from how people dress in Kenya. People always cover the major part of their bodies yeah yeah uh, the first three weeks i was here it was summer it was kind of like summer because like it was kind of hot outside and uh, we're used to wearing pants but here like i didn't i didn't like bring a single like shorts while coming from nepal and everyone was like wearing shorts so people were asking me hey don't you feel like hot like don't you sweat like wearing all these like long pants and it was kind of like uh Man's like whenever I, I used to wear pants, then wait, are you going somewhere? <laughs> are you going to some meeting or somewhere? And I was like, no, this is my own kind of style. <laughs> yeah. You could t- tell them months not hot. Something that really shocked me is that people wear slippers for class. Do you dare come to school in slippers in Tunisia? They won't let you in, first of all. And you just wouldn't do that. And then sometimes we're just sitting in class and especially in one of my classes there's this one guy he's always wearing slippers and sometimes he wears slippers with socks and i'm like you're so creative but like how how can you come to class in slippers and i think that's something very really interesting like the freedom of like wearing stuff whatever slippers and socks that's the new fashion that i learned here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that in the bubble it's so cool and besides that like different cultural things like halloween i never celebrated halloween in my whole life and here it was like so so nice experience uh, like uh, seeing people with like all these weird but, like nice fancy costumes and uh, yeah that was kind of like new for me yeah and i think there are so many vegetables and cooked vegetables we don't eat uncooked vegetables back in my country so the first time i came back to the i i was at the dining hall i was shocked people eating vegetables that are, are uncooked uh what would you say is your favorite and least favorite american food okay so i think that question should be refreshed there's no good american food <laughs> oh, that was savage. Take. We're going to get deported after this. <laughs> yeah, that's my opinion. I, I really have tried so many foods but I haven't found my deported. favorite. Yeah, <laughs> they're tasteless. Sorry to say so. <laughs> but I'm I'm still trying to find my favorite food. Yeah. My least favorite food. All of them. 
my favorite food here are definitely bagels. I love bagels. A good everything bagel with cream cheese. Phenomenal. I don't get bagels back home. And my least favorite, um, I don't like hot dogs, if that counts. How can someone not like hot dogs? That's like know. a crime against humanity. They're I, so good. I hate hot dogs. Also, something that I tried last weekend that I thought was a crime to humanity is what they call a floaty at cookout. It's Coke with ice cream. You mix it together and people think it's good. I don't know why they came up with that, but it's not good. And it was not a great cultural experience, I must say. I would skip it if I were you. I feel like for me, the best and worst at the same time is like the Nashville hot chicken. I love hot food. Like back at home, I was so used to that. Like I loved it. But when when I came here, I was like so braggy about saying, I can definitely handle the spice. You can't. So I tried it like from one of these food trucks in Commons. Literally, I couldn't feel like half of my face. I was like literally struggling after that. And people were making fun of me like saying, wait, couldn't you handle the spice? And I was like, yeah, I can't. Okay, so just to kind of wrap this culture section. Um, so are there any things that you expected to see in the U.S. that you didn't or that you ended up seeing? Like, are there any myths that you had about the U.S. and that you figured were either true or untrue when you came here? Shootings. <laughs> um, I, I mean, obviously I heard about it and like, It happens more frequently than in other countries, but last year there was a shooting right next to my dorm, second semester, and we got text saying, like, everybody stay inside, lock your windows, put your blinds down, like, stay in your room. There has been a shooting right next to Towers, which doesn't exist anymore. So, obviously, I was very scared. I was like, okay, this is real. You know, my friends were just like, ah, don't worry about it. Like, nothing's going to happen. Like, this happens all the time. I was like, all right. Um, yeah. Okay, so the first thing I was shocked is when it comes to time. There's something we call Kenyan time. Kenyan time means Kenyans are always late. So if a meeting starts, let's say at 8, Kenyans will always be at 8.30. So that's one thing I was shocked when I first came here. So the first day I went to class, I was 20 minutes early. So I, I mean late. So I thought that we were so many, only to realize I was the only one who is late. So everything during my first week, I was late. That's right. You literally just remind me of my teacher in high school. He was from the, UA, from the UK. Mm-hmm. And he always complained about us like for getting late to the classroom. So since I got here, like my biggest fear is getting late anywhere. Literally, the, if like you tell me that we should meet at 8, at, at 8 p.m., I know that the other person is going to be there at that time. So, like, I'm always afraid of getting late, and I, I feel like obligated to be 10 minutes early at least. So that's, like, the problem, because people here are, like, very punctual. And that's something that I definitely have to get used to. Yeah. I don't think I'm still that punctual. I'm always on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing is when I traveled to the U.S., most people knew that it's a life-changing thing. They knew that this boy is going to get rich immediately. <laughs> I, I think they thought that there's money raining in the U.S. But right now, I'm the same person. My pockets are still the same. <laughs> yeah. And finally, the education system. When I came from the U.S., 
people are saying, ah, you are so good right now. The education system is a walk in the park. Let me come to the U.S. Things are really tough. And AA starts at 94. It's not that easy. Yeah, those are some <laughs> things I found weird. Uh, what advice do you have to your fellow international students or to upcoming international students from what you've learned so far? I would say that don't be afraid at all. Because b- before I came here, I was pretty afraid that I wasn't going to be like that social or like that people weren't going to be that friendly. Like if you're going to another country, you'd be so afraid of that, of like the whole friend making process. But as soon as I just got here, people were so friendly in every way. Like as I told you, you go to the washing machine, people are going to start talking to you. You go to the vending machine, people are going to start talking to you. You literally drop your wallet, people are going to pick it, pick it up for you and not take your money. Okay, to add on what uh, Marco had said, I can say that if you have two choices, you should go for the choice that you fear most. That's what creates a difference in your life. So when I first came here, I was also tensed in so many things because I never knew anyone here. But I just had to because I knew at the end of the day, this will be a life-changing things i was gonna say that like don't be afraid to be open about your opinions and things that you've experienced that other people necessarily haven't here um both in a positive and in a negative way so like people want to learn from you and if they don't and something bothers you that they say like bring it up and like have that conversation because a lot of people here have not encountered anyone who's not American, you know? So I feel like sometimes there's like certain comments or some conversations that are not necessarily inclusive and don't be afraid to call that out. Like people are going to learn from it and they're not going to do it again. And they haven't necessarily been taught that. So yeah, just make sure that you explain both, positive things and how they're making you feel included as well as things that didn't necessarily sit well with you because a lot of people don't realize what they're doing so yeah just make sure you do that um i just realized we have been talking like all the good things about college college is hard right all this is uh cultural adaptation is super hard uh accent problem um it is kind of like a discouragement because people won't wouldn't understand your english and that's when you start to like feel that you are you are not like good enough and you start to like feel unconfident and things start to get, get like uh, kind of weird from them from that that point because you want like you would hesitate to uh, go out with people or like talk with them or like make some comments and you'd be just like this person in the group uh, who would just like listen to people and who, who don't have like any comments to make in the in the chat and who feels kind of like uh backward backward in in the in the group so life is hard but but life is all about journey and struggles and facing all those struggles so uh for international students it is super hard but it is a journey um we came here not to like chill or like relax we came here to learn from like all these struggles and like success with um success facing all these struggles but the good thing is like there is opportunity and you have to face your own struggles and people will help you to face your struggles what do you want to tell non-international students and what do you think they should keep into consideration when they interact with international students uh first of all 
just try to understand that like we are traveling uh, from like other side of the world and we are here in a new culture. Just imagine like what would you, how would you behave or how do you uh, expect if you go to Mars or like Moon? That's us, right? <laughs> it is a long journey and um, there are lots, lots of struggle that we are going through. If I had to like sum it up in one phrase, is bear with us in the sense of for having making you to repeat what you just said or like to define another time uh, the word that you just said or the slang. But in some way, I feel like it's not that problematic and just bear with us. I was going to say, um, don't make the fact that we're international students our whole personality. Um, that's a, definitely something I've encountered here. And like, of course, I want you to ask me about my life and my experiences. But like, I also want you to look beyond that and how you're interacting with me here rather than just describing me or like, oh, yeah, she's the girl from Spain. So I'm going to take this opportunity to give you like a space to shout out people who helped you. It could be your friends, your roommates, your professors, staff members. If you have somebody you want to shout out, it's your opportunity to. Yeah, like <laughs> it could be anybody. I can't start. I want to shout out to my roommate who's been an amazing support system. All of my East 4 uh beautiful amazing people i genuinely love them so much i also want to shout out my mock trial team and my model un team they have seriously been my biggest support system and i'm extremely happy with that and then my professors obviously are amazing my college voice team i <laughs> um yeah i think i met so many good people here and obviously the international community students community is one of a kind so thank you to all these people i'm really grateful i want to shout out first the ladies from commons from the dining hall they're the nicest people in the world and i'm just in love with all of them for all the nice compliments <laughs> that they have given me i'm just in love then also to the worst president in lbh back for the commons kike he has been along with other friends like cesar and Carlos, both Carloses and both Cesars, and all the friends that I've met throughout this time, they've been like such a good support system. And even though they make fun of my accent in Spanish, they can still bear along with me. Okay, so I'll give a shout out to all those people Marco has said. There's some, um, we share common friends, Kike, Carlos, Ka both Carlos. There's some people, those are some of the people who will always make you feel inclusive. I'll also give a shout out to some of my friends like Chris, Rachel. Oh, there's someone I forgot. This, <laughs> yeah, we couldn't complete this podcast without him. Ben. Ben is my, is in Mem Floor 3. He's a good friend of mine. He has always provided everything. You know, we are going to winter. He's, he, he bought me some jackets. Yeah, shout out to Ben. Hi, Jay, if you are listening to this. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Uh, if you were, you were not my roommate, then like I can't even imagine like how would my first semester would have been. Um, besides that, uh, David, David Gurukotsa, if you are listening to this, I hate you making fun of my accent. I really hate it. And next time you're going to make fun of my accent, just try to uh, pronounce a few Nepali words like 
and then you realize how hard it is to to like actually pronounce the other uh, language accent so yeah <laughs> but i love you <laughs> Uh, I forgot to mention all all of <laughs> all of the people in my Mori Five. So I love you guys. <laughs> okay, so I'd like to shout out. Mm, first of all, my VU scepter from last year. She was great. She was so nice to me. Helped me move in. She offered her car to take me places. She was great. Her name's Alyssa. Um, then also the friends I met on my first semester floor. I'm. They're still my friend group to this day. And also finally my friend group of international kids, which is like Seba, Sebastian, um, Mo, Krisha, Rosanna, Aziz, ETC. This special episode is moderated by our reporter, Nora Bida, and produced by Bryn Jones. Blair McDonald is our managing producer, and Abhinav Krishnan is the host and executive producer. Our logo was designed by Emery Little. All of the music in this episode was produced by Axeltree and used under a Creative Commons license. Thanks to all of the guests for sharing their stories. And thank you for listening. I wanted to do a cute thing, like everybody says bye at the same time. Yeah, we can do that. Okay, I, I'll count to three. I, yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Is it on three or after three? On three. Okay. One, two, three, and then? One, two, three. Okay, so it's after three, not on three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> English. One, two, three. Bye. Bye. Bye.